This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, May the 25th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Arizona time. And we welcome you. Thank you for joining us this hump day. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. And it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out that news to disturb the comfortable. All of this, every bit of this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the man. Like I said, I call him the auditor. He's the one finding reasons why. It just doesn't make sense. And he doesn't want to tell you what you want to hear. He tells you what you need to know. So what do we need to know today, Joe? Hey, happy Wednesday. That's is what it we Wednesday? need to know. Right? It's I'm happy excited. Wednesday. I'm yeah. fired up today. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Not that... To say that other shows aren't great, but some are better than others. I think this one's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to be rocking and firing all day long. All kinds of data points are out today that we're going to be able to talk about. And then I decided, you know, let's let's put things in perspective. You know, when we when we look at what now is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to the United States. You probably, you know, and you could have, you know, maybe we should do that someday, a top ten things of the worst things that have ever happened. But one of the things has to be the signing of the NAFTA and GATT agreements, those free trade agreements. Uh, and I decided, you know, let's, let's go back. And where were things then compared to where they are now? And, and you know, they didn't get signed together. NAFTA actually got signed first uh, in December of 1993. GATT got signed shortly thereafter, not that much later, April of 1994. So I decided, you know, I will just use, I used 1994 as kind of the, the benchmark to to say, you know, what was the United States like then? And then kind of compare where we are today and, and try to draw, I don't know, at least some conclusions as to whether or not we've headed down the right path. You know, when you think about, you got to remember, before NAFTA and GATT became law, there was a good decade, decade plus, where we made that fundamental shift and we decided that uh, we needed to allow business, right, to run as hard as they could and simplify regulation. We made things a lot easier. You know, you think about uh, what happened in the banking industry. You think about what's happened in the consumer goods industry, in your supermarkets, the media. All of these things started, you know, 
before NAFTA and GATT got here, but since it's gotten here, I, it, it almost like it went into hyperspeed. You know, it's kind of like we went off the gold standard in 1971, and all of a sudden the, the national debt that had been around, you know, we'd had a national debt for 200, almost 200 years, 195 years. It was $400 billion after 195 years. And we kind of went into hyperspeed. You know, now we're sitting here getting ready to cross $20 trillion. And the same thing, very similar. After the passage of the NAFTA and GATT laws that we saw big business essentially take over. I'll call it the Wall Street era. You know, when you think about Wall Street, you know, Wall Street was only two, two, three thousand in the eighties. You know, the Dow Jones was two or three thousand points. Uh, matter of fact, at the passage of GATT on April the fifteenth, nineteen ninety four, the Dow was at thirty six hundred and sixty one. Three thousand six hundred sixty one. It's up uh, about four point eight times or four hundred and eighty percent. Gold, by the way, right behind it, gold was only 370 bucks. Uh, gold's up about 325% during that same time period. And the funny thing is, if you, if I would have done, maybe I should have done this last week, right? Because the Dow's added about 500 points and gold's lost about 60 bucks. Uh, but the numbers would have been a little closer. But irregardless, the amount of people on food stamps, so NAFTA, GATT, this was going to be great for America. We are going to put America back to work. you got to remember, we had just come out of that the recession, the George Bush recession. And, and we were going to get America back to work again. Right? We were going to put microwaves and we were going to put toasters and blenders in every Chinese home and, and do all that stuff. Why right, we we're going to sell them cars and Cadillacs and Lincolns and you name it. 20 plus, and actually about 21 million more people are on food stamps today than when we passed NAFTA and GATT. You know, you think about it, we've, we've been on this path, essentially the, it averages out to about a million people more a year end up on food stamps here in the United States. Uh, I looked at the average wage. 1994, $37,000 was the average wage. Today, it's only 46. Talk about not keeping up. The average cost of a new home, new one now, Hundred and twenty thousand dollars in nineteen ninety four. Yesterday we learned that the government says the new cost of a new home is three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Hmm. Something got really a lot more expensive, but someone's wages didn't. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J in the Love. 
heading back into the time machine on a hump day Wednesday talking about, let's face it, the biggest economic agreement definitely of the last 20 years. Maybe of all time. When you think about NAFTA and GATT, and remember how they sold it to you. Remember what they promised us about what this trade agreement was going to do. And then you look at what actually happened. And then you wonder why people are upset. You wonder why you're angry. Do you know the national debt was $4.4 trillion? We had essentially added $4 trillion over a 23-year period from 71 to 94. And then you think about we're, we're 22 years in, and, and instead of $4 trillion, right, we've tacked on another 15, and let's face it, by the time we get 23, the next 23 years, we'll tack on $16 trillion. But you know what else was interesting? The GDP of the United States was seven and a half trillion dollars. And that's really, really important. Because today the GDP is about 18 trillion. So you think about we, we've added you know, we, we've added about oh let's call it eleven trillion dollars to GDP. But we've spent $16 trillion in national debt to get there. The Federal Reserve really didn't have a balance sheet to speak of, maybe a couple hundred billion dollars. We've added $4 trillion to that balance sheet to pretend that we've gotten there. We've taken 20-plus million Americans and put them on food stamps to get there. The average wage has risen only $9,000. It's hard to really get your arms around that. If the average price of a new home was 120000 and it's now 320000 All of the people that were approaching retirement or were already retired. Think about this one. You know what the federal funds rate was? You know the one that everybody's all up in arms about that may go to half of a percent this summer? You know the one where the 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 central planners and the central bankers of the world decided that all of us people that have saved money don't deserve to get any interest on their money unless they risk it, right? That's the decision they make, bringing rates down to nothing. Matter of fact, a lot of the debt in the world 
you now have to pay for the privilege to loan them money. It was at 8%. 8 Think about that. Wouldn't it be great to buy a CD, a one-year CD, and get 8%? Boy, when's the last time we saw right. that? Wouldn't I mean, that, that be great? I don't have to get all risky. I don't have to buy companies that I don't believe are more morally or ethically have the same values that I have. Or companies that, let's face it, I don't know anything about. And you sit there and you think about today you get nothing. And all of this was done so we could get what? The Dow to 17,000? See, and here's the thing that people don't understand. The Dow really would need to be almost 40, 50,000 for the math to actually work. And you sit there and you, and you wonder why things feel the way they feel. This was, it, it, not only was it wrong, I mean, let's face it, we can be wrong. People make mistakes. Hey, we took our best guess at this, and, and you know what, we're off a little bit. But then you look at what really happened. We weren't even close. You think about all the things that they promised us, when they passed all of this legislation, and then you realize we weren't even in the ballpark. You know, it's kind of like Obama talking about Obamacare is going to reduce the national debt. <laughs> right? And people were like, oh, yeah, that's a good, yeah. And you can keep your health care if you want to. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I feel sorry, by the way. I already know what the 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 premiums are going to be when when Obamacare rolls out again for next year's sign-up. What a disaster. And you think, how does this happen? How do we miss it by this much? And you've and you got to believe one of two things. Either they're total morons, right? They absolutely have no idea what it is that they're really doing. Or it's an orchestrated event. Is there any other is there any other possible conclusion? Can Rich get richer from this event? Well, that's what's happened. Right? Right. A very few amount of people have gotten very, very wealthy. Well, is Doc, Dr. Ebel, is his plan coming to fruition? <laughs> you know, you think about... The consolidation that NAFTA and GATT and all the things that led up to it and the things that got passed right after it have led to. Think about the banks. Before NAFTA and GATT, there was 18,000 of them. We're down to five. 5,000. And really, we're down to five. <laughs> Just take these zeros away. We got five banks. The five biggest banks hold 80% of the deposits of the United States. 
consolidation of wealth. When you think about the media, what is it? What's the number? How many media? You know, you think about, we've got these, I've got direct TV. You can watch things on channel 3, 61, 202, 503, 686. I mean, I can listen to music on the 800s. I mean, it, I got movies on demand. I've got what seems like a never-ending amount of choices. But yet it's all really controlled by just a few. You think about your supermarket. You walk into that supermarket, and you're talking about 50, 60, 70. If you're in a Walmart, uh, 120, 130, 150,000 square feet of stuff. Nine, 80 and 90% of it controlled by just a handful. And you think about what happened to all the workers that used to work for the thousands and the hundreds of thousands of middle to smaller sized businesses, and they've all gone away. We know where they've gone. They've gone on to food stamps. We know where they've gone. They've now gone to drive for Uber. Right? They're now serving you your cocktails. Your combo meal. And they can't understand what has happened to the great growth engine that used to be America. I mean, you think about it. 3% GDP growth wasn't that great of a number. 3% used to be, oh yeah, that's kind of Goldilocks. It's not too hot, it's not too cold, right? It's a little, you don't get, don't get below it. Somewhere between three and four was, was normal. Now we don't even get two. Inflation in 1994 was 2.36%. Of course, the way the government tracks it. But just to put things in perspective... 1994, the average house was 119000 The average income, 37000 The average monthly rent, $500. You can't rent a shoebox for $500 anymore. A gallon of gas was a dollar, dollar nine. So that's about doubled. A movie ticket was $4. What's a movie ticket today? Ten. Fourteen, depending on. I mean, a matinee is ten. You go into the evening show, you're paying. I don't uh, go to fourteen bucks, man. Fourteen dollars. The average cost of a new car twelve thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. Now thirty. A loaf of bread was a dollar fifty nine, and a dozen eggs was eighty six cents. As of May of this this month. Average cost of a dozen eggs, $2.76. 
The average cost of a loaf of white bread, $2.33. And you sit there and you think about, we only got 9000 extra dollars. And then you start to understand how many people have fallen by the wayside. We got 94 million people not in the workforce. Of the 100 million or so that work in private industry, in other words, you don't work for the government. You're not a government employee. You know, you're not a, a cop or a firefighter. You're not a teacher. You're not in some other type of clerical job. You don't work for the IRS. You know, all the all the you're not in the court system, right? Those are all government type employees. There's only a hundred million of those, and of those, twenty five million weren't even born here. Courtesy of what happened in 1993 and 1994. We're still living the nightmare. It's a nightmare, and it it seems like it never ends. And then you sit there and you wonder why it is that people wouldn't have realized, you know what, maybe we need to go backwards. And any time Donald Trump talks about bringing the jobs back, bringing the tariffs back, securing the borders, doing all of those things. And I'm like, you know what? Based on what I just told you, that sure sounds like it makes more sense, doesn't it? Patriot Radio News Hour. I got an update on the new economy when we get back. Backwards, backwards, use words like no, sir. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And, of course, we've been talking about the disaster that was NAFTA and GATT and what has really happened since we instituted those free trade agreements. We've gotten rid of an entire manufacturing sector. I mean, it's gone, right? I mean, and really every superpower of the world, at the time that they were the superpower of the world, they were the ones that were doing the building. And we gave it all away. Remember, they told us, we didn't want those jobs. Right? These were the central planners, the central bankers. These were the ones, they came out and said, we don't want those jobs. You need to become more educated. And apparently, by being more educated, you now have the the skill set to be a waitress or a waiter. Right, as Homer said earlier this week, what was it? Two out of every three people at the bar have some college degree, at yeah. least an associate's degree, not some college, a degree. A degree. It, it, even if it's a bare minimum degree of an associate's degree, a certificate, whatever the case may be, they are higher educated. And according to the market survey released today, this new economy has hit the lowest level since 2009. The biggest 
decline in the survey, business optimism. Oh, and one other thing, hiring. They're now saying that the number came in so bad. They're now saying that the May jobs number may be worse than the April number, and they're saying 128,000 based on what this survey had to say this morning. And you think about the San Francisco Fed guy yesterday. Oh, we're at full employment. You know, you think about, hey, they're, they're going to raise rates, and they're talking tough about rates. We've seen a great pullback here in gold. Just a fantastic opportunity. And matter of fact, people are out on TV telling you what's next for gold. We've got that clip. Uh, Ramon, do you have that clip ready? I know I kind of snuck it on him. We were supposed to do it last segment, but I got talking. Here we go. Here we go. Well, I understand the pullback here on the possibility of the Fed rate hike, but in order to be bearish on gold here, you have to think that the Fed is going to embark on you know, 100 to 200 more basis points of hikes over the next couple of years, which I think is completely unrealistic. And also you have to look at gold, not just what the Fed may do, but what's going on in, with interest rates around the world. We all know that trillions of uh, dollars of sovereign bonds have negative yields, which puts gold with a positive carry, which is a, so gold's a positive rate of return, ironically, uh, against a lot of other securities. And also I think it's important, look at the history of interest rates in gold. Look at the mid-2000s. The Fed raised the Fed funds rate from 1% to 5%, and during that time, gold went from 400 to 700. So that's obviously counterintuitive to people, but it's you have to look at the real rate and other things going on rather than whether the Fed's going to raise 25 basis points or not and what that means for gold. Right, and this market has become just equi- not just equities, commodities as well, so Fed-driven um, that it really makes drastic moves as soon as we get a statement or we have a press conference or somebody says uh, an off-the-record comment at a speech somewhere, somewhat, you know, one of the Fed um, members. But let me ask you this short-term target on on gold we're trading under 1250 now people wanted to get into this trade do you think uh the upside could be 1300 perhaps over that yes i mean right now just looking at uh, the relative strength index gold is the most oversold it's been since mid-december so this is an, an, an ideal opportunity for those that have not gotten in to get in now i think the, the major change for gold was in the beginning of the year when uh Kuroda went to negative interest rates and the market uh, did contra to what he expected. Draghi went further deeper in with his stimulus, and the markets responded uh, the exact opposite of what he expected. And it was the beginning of the end of what I think was the central bank's influence on markets. And that's one thing that was a major factor in the gold bear market that began in 2011 was this infatuation of faith with, with central banks, particularly the Fed. And now that has begun to change. And coincident with that is this rise in gold prices. And I think this is just the beginning of a new bull market in the metals. Uh, again, I don't think the Fed's going to be able to get away with, with more than maybe one more rate hike. And again, in the context of negative interest rates throughout the rest of the world. Okay, so there's the Fed piece of this that they can't possibly hike too quickly. And even if they did, I like the stack, stat that you mentioned that when they went from 1% to 5%, gold still rallied. So given those uh, pieces of information, Peter, do you think over long term, uh, as Peter Schiff has come on our show and said before, gold prices can really rally. Do you think we can get back to those highs that we saw in 2011? I, I 
I do. I don't know when it will happen. I, I do think it will happen, though. And if it is a new bull market, if I'm correct with that, well, typically new bull markets exceed the prior bull market peak at some point. Whether it happens in a couple of years, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty confident that it will get up to those levels and will likely exceed those levels as markets tend to overshoot. So you sit here and you think about the opportunity. I think it's fantastic. You've got the the Fed and and I don't even know what to call it. Nonsense is all that comes to mind. I mean, just idiocracy. Tomfoolery. Yeah, Tomfoolery. You got to have your mic on, right? Tomfoolery, right? Things that t- even ten, fifteen years ago, they would have been talking about how big of a rate cut they were going to do at the next meeting. And now they're trying, and we're going to raise rates. And, and quite honestly, I actually hope they do, because gold's going to go even higher because of that. Kind of like this guy was saying, hey, listen, we've seen this game before. We've seen this game before. The Fed starts raising rates, and gold's going to go like a rocket ship. I don't know if they're even going to be able to do it. I really don't. But I do know it just created an opportunity. That's all it did. It's going to allow you to buy more gold for less, and that's really when you're buying insurance, because that's what really gold is. Isn't it better when you buy it for less? Right? You see all those Geico commercials at Infinitum, right? This is a way you get to save on your wealth insurance today. U.S. We're going to help you do it. U.S. $20 gold pieces, 1350 but I'm going to put a limit. A limit, 10 per customer. U.S. $20 Liberty Gold pieces, and these are the ones you want to hold, right? Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, non-confiscatable. You know, the, the we talked about it before, the loophole gold. This is it at $1,350, limit 10 at 800-951-0592. Uh, after the break, the CEO from SWIFT, remember SWIFT is the payment processor for the banks of the world, had something very interesting to say about your bank account. We'll talk about that next. This is going to be another reason why so many people listen to this show, the reason why so many by the, the tens of thousands podcast this show all over the world. How this isn't huge news is beyond me. But the CEO of, of SWIFT, and of course SWIFT, for those of you that don't know, SWIFT stands for, it's not the trucks that you see on the highway. Okay, we're not talking about that SWIFT. It's the Society for worldwide interbank financial telecommunication. That's a mouthful. That's, that is a mouthful. Let me just tell you what that mouthful really means. Okay. They're the ones that send the wires for all of the banks. And specifically, they send the wires for cross-continent transactions. And usually from one bank 
to another bank. That's how it's supposed to work. They they also control the money within the central banks. And their CEO, uh, a guy named, his name is Gottfried Liebrandt, says that the head of the network, which he is, he's the head of the network that connects the world's banks, issued a warning yesterday. The warning was pretty uh, clear, at least the way I see it. Hackers will strike again, and they can actually bring down a bank. Excuse me? Yeah, they could bring your bank down. Here's what he had to say. This was CNN. You know, that, that right-wing wacko uh, news agency says that following cyber attacks in Bangladesh, Ecuador, he threw in a new one now, Vietnam, in which similar methods were used to circumvent a local security system. It said that the attack on Bangladesh's central bank yielded $101 million, while on a, uh, an attack on Ecuadorian bank Banco de Ostro was hit for $12 million. Lee Brandt suggested in a speech on Tuesday that other attacks have happened and have gone unreported. The Bangladesh fraud is not an isolated incident. We are aware of at least two, but possibly more, other cases where fraudsters use the same modus operandi, albeit with, without the spectacular amounts. In other words, like any good hacker would do, or any good person, you run a test, right? You know, it's kind of like when we set up our... Uh, for you to order online. Before we turned it on, full blast, we ran some tests. Can you order? Will the money actually show up on our bank and blah, blah, blah? And then then you start, okay, it worked. Now let's go for the big stuff. It says in each case, the criminals followed the same basic pattern. They used malware to circumvent the bank's local security systems. They gained access to the SWIFT network. They sent fraudulent, they call them messages, which really means send me a wire, that were sent via SWIFT to initiate cash transfers from the accounts at larger banks. Lee Brandt said the method is much more serious than a typical data breach of theft or customer information. Instead, the bank lost control over payment channels that could bring it down. In recent cases, thieves were able to move just some of the bank's overseas assets. As a result, the bank's concerned the events haven't been existential, but the point is they could have been. In other words, 
he said basically what he said was is they had enough access they could have shut the bank down transferred out all the money and you know we we think about we kind of kidded around what was that last week hey what would happen if you woke up one day right and and there was no money in the bank they didn't know what happened everything just got wiped out but this is worse because they're not talking about hey they just wiped it out they're talking about they stole the money they stole the electronic credits right they didn't wipe it out they just took the money and then they're going to blame hackers in Russia <laughs> I want to these are pretty good hackers it says Swift is trying to take additional security measures but he said the financial industry as a community has to be clear that cyber risk is big there will be more attacks and inevitably some are going to be successful and you sit there and you think about he just came out and said listen banks are going to go down because of this and and nobody wants nobody wants you to know that I didn't see that on the front page of Market Watch or CNBC. And you sit there and you think about, well, you know, you're talking about the Bangladesh Central Bank, the Vietnam Central Bank. Here's what you don't know. One theft, they stole it from the New York Federal Reserve. They got their access there. The Ecuadorian one, they got access at Wells Fargo. This is your bank next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday. Uh, quick look here at the markets. The Dow's up again. Uh, everyone's excited. Crude oil's now almost $50. As enough, apparently enough companies have filed bankruptcy in the United States where production here has fallen. Uh, there was a draw of the crude oil inventory uh, this morning, the number came out, I want to say, about 4 million barrels. Uh, it's got crude now above 49, $49.04. The Dow's up 140. Gold bounced off support this morning, 1218 Bounced off of that. Currently, it's down uh, 5 bucks at 1223 Silver uh, held very good support at 1625 Currently, silver's actually turned positive. It's now up $0.07. Cents. Uh, sixteen dollars thirty-one cents. Today's special U.S. twenty-dollar gold pieces. Just a great buying opportunity. Uh, they're thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Limit ten at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You think about what the CEO from Swift had to say, and you start thinking about if they were able to hack into the New York Federal Reserve. They were able to hack into Wells Fargo and steal $100 million. What's going to prevent them from next time from stealing all of it? And then you think about the ramifications of that, and you think about, you know, especially, how about Wall Street if they started hacking into Wall Street? Because you know they can get in there. You think about... Uh, your IRAs and your 401ks. Here's the best thing when you have gold. The hackers can't hack it. It's real. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can hold it. 
even if you have an IRA. If you have an IRA and you don't have any physical gold stored, call us. We can help you. Uh, that you know, if you you roll over an IRA, all the gold gets stored at the Delaware Depository. But once again, even if they hacked in and tried to empty out your account, the gold's still there. So they can just go back and retype in the numbers. Where when we're talking about what the CEO of Swift talked about, the money's gone. Right? They didn't. They didn't just blank it out. So you can oh, just go back and reset it tomorrow. They didn't do that. They took it. There's a big difference between that. Make sure you're, you know, whatever tomorrow may bring. Who knows? You know, you just throw that on the throw that on the radar. Of one more thing that we got to be worried about. You know, you sit there and you think about it and you're listening to this and you're like, what a wacko! And then you realize he's just telling you what's already happened. And it's, it, it's mind-blowing. People don't want to think about it. But yet, here it is. And like I said, they didn't, they didn't hack into Johnson Bank on the corner. They hacked into the biggest, the central bank of the world, the New York Federal Reserve. They hacked into Wells Fargo. And then, of course, he said, listen, there's a bunch of others. We just haven't told you. There's a bunch of others, and we just haven't told you because you know what? They were practice runs. They didn't steal tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, at least not yet. That was when they steal billions. 800-951-0592. Put some gold away, and then hope like you know what, that it doesn't happen. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody have a great rest of the hump day. We'll be back tomorrow.